Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with French jazz singer and recording artist Raquel Bitone. We discussed her newest 2023 CD, Se Manifique, and an illustrious career that has brought her to sold-out houses all over the U.S. and Canada. The real magic began in 1970 as a teenager when she moved to San Francisco with her parents and brothers. The love affair began with music and singing, and her career took off. She gets into this new project, her history, the future, and so much more. Enjoy. Thank you for calling. Yes, it's great to meet you. Thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz. Oh, I'm, it's my pleasure. So before we get into the brand new project and album, I want to know the last three and a half years living through COVID has been quite a thing for all of us, especially the music community. How did you survive that time period and how has it changed you? Wow, what a fabulous question. Well, um, I've always been a very focused person. But the COVID time gave me uh, more of a uh, passion to put together uh, 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 projects that are so dear to my heart. That meant that I had to block out a lot of diversion in order to concentrate fully on my project. Talk to me about this new album. How did it come together, and how does it feel now that the world's opening up to have new material out? Well, um, it all—it's uh, an ambition I've had for a while now, as this album, C'est Magnifique, stands as, as my ninth album. So I had pretty much a while to think about one day, I would like to lay down the songs that inspired me to become a singer one day. And it all began with a song called Mon Ami La Rose. I was very young, probably 11 years old, when I first heard it. And I just melted. I was mesmerized as at the word. Mind you, I am the kind of a singer that would embrace a song because of its lyrics. It's not the music that uh, that captures my heart at first. It's the words. And in this uh, uh, magnificent song, Mon Ami La Rose, is a story of a rose who speaks and says, I, um, I pretty much, um, uh, I was in a state of wonderment when I first heard it. Um, I was born at the break of dawn, baptized by the morning dew. I blossomed happy and in love. But as the sun set, my petals closed. I went to sleep young. I woke up old. But remember, I was so beautiful once. The most beautiful flower in your garden. So in my impressionable years, I was like, oh mon Dieu, I want to take care of that rose so she lives forever. Um, But I, you know, I discovered that I was a storyteller. 
for me, singing is storytelling. Absolutely. What a great story. What a great visual. Um, I'm <laughs> curious, with this new album, what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? A lot of love, really. Um, in fact, I have a song uh, called A Quoi Ça Sert L'Amour, What Is Love For? And it's a back and forth explanation of, uh, uh, you know, what love is all about, really. And um, unconditional love that breaks barriers above and beyond, not only between two people, a man and a woman, a romantic love, but also the love of people, the love of being, the respect, because without respect, you don't have anything at all to claim. And um, yes, the, the, the titles I chose are, some of them are from when I was a little girl listening for the first time to albums, uh, actually, uh, I stole my father's LPs, and and this one, this album that I have, I made sure that it was an LP as well, because I wanted to recapture all those songs in the old vinyl kind of a thing. So, yeah. um, um, so, so that's what it is. And when I, I, I told of my idea to my uh, co-producer, um, Rafa Sardina, who, my God, uh, is an 18-time Grammy Award winner. It's our third album together. And I said, I want to do this kind of an album. And um, it, in a magical way, everything got together. The musicians that we hired in their own right, and their own glory are Grammy Award winners. Everybody wanted to be part of this project. Also because it was, if I may say, it was um, dedicated to one of the great guitar, acoustic guitar player ever, Ramon Stagnaro. And Ramon played, you could have heard him, on many songs with Andrea Bocelli. But when he and I, uh, my voice was uh, with his guitar, it brought my uh, singing to another heavenly level. So he put this whole thing together with me before passing right before the recording. But he had chosen all the musicians, the orchestrator, arranger, Jorge Escobar. And But what I have to share with you is that very early on in my career, I was pegged by uh, the press and the people. Oh, my God, Raquel Bidon, she is Edith Piaf. There will never be another Edith Piaf. But I say this often. Out of her ashes will come out new voices that she will deeply inspire. And that's what I was. 
deeply inspired. I did write a show about her life and songs, and I performed it in great stages around the world, but I was not imitating her, and I was not replacing her, for sure. I was lending my voice to an extraordinary story. So, Absolutely. But, <laughs> but my niche, if I may say, my niche where my voice sits so happily in is with a Latin rhythm behind me. This is, yeah. uh, this is because I was born in those kind of surroundings where Portuguese, Spanish, French, uh, 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 that's the music I grew up with. So let me ask you this. What's the first live show that you ever saw when you were growing up that blew you away, that made you want more or made you think, I want to be on that stage one day? You know, I have to be honest with you. I came from humble beginnings, so um, I uh, I don't have a quick reference to oh, mon Dieu, I was I saw these the artists and no, I didn't. When I came to America, I was like uh, twelve years old or thirteen years old, and so I did not go to to concerts. What I have, what I had, as my solace are the songs, the recordings, the 45s, the LPs, the recordings. And I would listen because my father was an avid collector of songs. And so I would dig into his boxes and there was a magical word, world for me. So when I first sang in America, I just had to close my eyes and remember that I was there to tell a story and I focused and so every word, every tone uh, showed my voice. My voice uh, can laugh and cry at the same time um, and I, un I understood very young, that this is what gets to the people's hearts, that sort of connection. And so it was not, I've never seen a singer that I can tell you, oh, I've seen uh, uh, this one, and I said I want to be there. No, I wanted to sing for people to tell them stories, magical stories through songs. Wow, that was beautifully said. So I'm curious on this journey of being a singer and a musician, what is it that you like the best about it? What do you look forward to the most in this process? In the process of recording? Yeah, recording or live music or all of the things that go into you being a singer and a musician. What is it that you like the best? What I like about it is that I celebrate life through songs. The cry of the heart. This is what I'm interested in. When it's joyful and happy, 
I need to tell you about it. When it's sad, the crack of my voice will tell you how moved I am. Therefore, you'll also be uh, captured by uh, those feelings. So for me, uh, it is not the outcome that I look for, but it is the journey. So what is it, what do you, why, why do you love jazz? It's, it's this thing that you've dedicated your life to. What do you love so much about it? What I have learned, what I have learned being a singer, uh, is this what you are asking me? Well, uh, no, it's more of what is it about jazz and music that you love so much that's always been a part of you that you've looked forward to? The words. The words. The beautiful poetry written by magical people in any language, especially French, Spanish. Uh, those two languages are, like, to me, very close to my heart. And um, uh, poetry is in you know, the way to express yourself, and um, this is where my soul belongs. And uh, in this recording, if I may tell you, c'est magnifique, the songs also have a beautiful rhythm and, and, and a Latin flair to them because of the successful orchestra I brought in all these magnificent people individually. And, um, for example, Tusefas, track number two in my album, came as a total surprise to all of us. I had never seen, and I recorded many times in my life, uh, this is my ninth recording, as I told you. I've never seen the entire orchestra in the booth, 24 of them, Come in the booth, coming up there and dancing away to, to Cephas. This is a 1929 song that I took, dusted off and dressed up in the most joyful, uh, rhythm. So it became a, a dance number. And, uh, so uh, the success of an album it's not only your vision and your heart, it's also the people you surround yourself with. The extraordinary musicians come first. And then, of course, uh, Rafa Sardina as my chief engineer and um, co-producer and, uh, and just that array of magical. So everyone out there has an idea of who they think you are, your family, your friends, all of your fans, but you ultimately are in control. What is your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I've, I've stayed very much connected to my humble beginnings, and um, I understood that riches do not come from uh, things, 
but riches of the heart are everything. And so I um, I know who I am. I am very compassionate. I'm very um, loyal to my uh, dedication to another human being. Uh, I'm very nurturing by nature. And uh, this is who I am. I am... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Raquel, if anyone wants to pick up the brand new album, if anyone wants to see you live, learn more about anything about your world, where's the best place for them to go? They go to my website, which is RaquelBiton.com, and on my Instagram, at RaquelBitonMusic. And it's all there. But my website is a, a beautiful hub of everything I'm telling you. It's right there. Raquel, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your eloquence and your wit and opening up your story and about the new album. I really appreciate it. This is my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming me. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in San Francisco, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Raquel for her time, class, and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.